Love that. Uh, Moscow Death Brigade. Uh, that's called It's Us. Look them up. Moscow Death Brigade. Forrest is a big fan. Uh, it's not my favorite. Um, <laughs> it, it's not like as bad as Turbo Negro or any of those other ones that you've been listening to. Bust on Turbo Negro. Uh, it's like four dudes riding around with lipstick in the some kind of car. It's, it's not four. Only two of them. Oh, excuse me. That That makes it a lot better. How, how would you know that? How have you studied it that much? <laughs> I like the song, you know. Anyway, that is uh, Moscow Death Brigade. They're pretty cool. They are from Moscow. They sing in English. Um, if you can understand it. Well, you, you, you can look the lyrics up. They're pretty good lyricists. Um, Hoya Rock from uh, Madball has a Smoking Word podcast. Uh-huh. If you're into like New York hardcore, uh, is it as popular as ours? Is it a little bit more? I don't think it is. Is that right? No, we're still in top three. Hey, I'm, I, we're very humbled to get we that very amount of uh, listeners, and that is why this time uh, we're going to do a little bit better on the uh, quality quality of the podcast. Not to mention the sobriety. Yeah, the sobriety was uh, another um, yeah. Issue. And matter of fact, we we do have a sergeant at arms we've hired to sit with us tonight, Sam. Formerly of Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs, but they're not on tour right now. So he's uh, decided that uh, if he needs to crack our heads together, yeah, he'll do it. He can do it. He knows Taekwondo too, so he can just That's it. knock you out. There you go. Right, Sam? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, lots of news. Um, Wisconsin. I mean, and where do we start? Because With my main man, Rittenhouse. Yeah, I'll I mean, tell you we'll, what. We'll I, get to. We, we will. I mean, we got to talk about that. But look at these people. This guy killed. Oh my goodness. He goes plowing through a Christmas parade. Yeah. In the city of Waukesha, and um, well, you know, and I knew that it was not a white dude very early on because in the news articles it was saying a person did this. Had this been a white dude, it would have said a radical right wing extremist. Uh, a white supremacist has done this. And you know what? Black conservatives are getting sick of that. You know, just call it like it is. Right. Uh, you know, as soon as I heard person, the immediate thing that came to my mind is, okay, this is either a Muslim or, or somebody who's black. And, uh, and the reason that I know that is because if it was a white dude, like I said, it would have been a, a radical right-wing extremist who mm -hmm. uh, just hates everybody that's not white. That's what they would have headlined. You know, the perpetrators in the situation with Rittenhouse that he had to deal with were white guys. But do you know that the... CNN actually said they were black kids that he yes, shot. CNN is such a bunch of liars. You know, and I really hope Rittenhouse sues the living fire out of Well, he will. I mean, precedent has been set. Look at with the uh, Nicholas Sandman. Yeah. What, he, he got $250 million. Now, obviously, his lawyer got quite a bit of that. But the point is, CNN had to pay up. $250 million uh, because for something that they... Washington Post had to pay, too. They did, too, but I don't think they paid quite as much. But uh, And that, they had far well, less they ground. They never disclosed the actual amount. The suit was for 250 but I'm sure he's... Maybe he's, they settled for, for less than that. I, I don't know the exact amount, but uh, he's a multi-multi-millionaire. That's a fact. I, that's, I, can definitely I, saw, I saw a meme that showed uh, Sandman and Rittenhouse, and it said... 
Nicholas Sandman and Kyle Rittenhouse have agreed to share custody of CNN. Yeah, joint custody of CNN. Joint custody. Yeah, that's hilarious because uh, that's where it's going to go. I, I predict. Yeah, well, I, I won't project. I'll pretty well prophesy that um, he is going to get more money than Sandman did when this is all said and done. Now, I said uh, before, I didn't mention it on a podcast, but uh, this is probably in between last podcast and this one. I said if uh, it's just a mistrial, he'll have a little bit harder time getting that uh, lawsuit money because they'll just say, oh, no, he was guilty. It was just a mistrial. You know, guilty people walk away all the time from mistrials. But yeah. uh, the fact that it was a not guilty verdict is, uh, is what he really needed to get some big dough from this. Yeah, and he will. And, and he deserves he it. The, the hell he's been put through yeah. over the last, over a year now. Uh, so there was a, a Norfolk, Virginia police officer, Lieutenant William Kelly, was fired back in April after this magazine called The Guardian. <laughs> uh, they they doxed a bunch of people who had donated to Rittenhouse's defense fund. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the the uh, police officer donated $25, and uh, the... Uh, they, they fired him. They fired him for that. Um, Lieutenant William Kelly, he's pushing back now. He's saying, I want my job back. You're going to give my job back, or I'm going to lawyer up on y'all. You know, we're going to deal with you. Well, you know, it sounds like that department is run by a bunch of... There's hardcore liberals, lesbian activists, and diehard modern hippies, young and old. That's it. Hardcore liberal, lesbian activist, and diehard modern hippies, young and old. I, I don't know if I'd want to be on that department. I mean, would you? I mean, I've never been a police officer That's or anything. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying... I, I mean, you've got to wonder what you're subjecting yourself to there. I don't know if I'd want back on that department. No, that's for sure. Like my pipe a lot. I actually got me a new pipe for my birthday. I got it and the old one out. This is uh, what y'all got. It's this? a Savinelli. Savinelli, and they ain't cheap, man. I am blessed. This is a nice pipe. This 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 is about a four bill pipe right here. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, it was. But yeah, oh, as smooth as it could be. Love it, Savinelli. Yeah. I can't even pronounce the name of the pipe. It's like um, Guero de Blah 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 Savinelli. Something. But that's the name of the pipe. It's a Savinelli, but the model is a. Uh, made in Italy. Yeah. He, the dude probably eats a lot of spaghetti. Yeah, I would say there's lots of spaghetti, and uh, he's probably got a bottle of wine in one hand most of the time. Mm hmm. And, uh, he's and you know what happens when he's sitting there eating his spaghetti and a fly buzzes into the room like bzzz and lands on the table? You know what he's going to do? What's that? What? Yep, he's going to smack that sucker. What? <laughs> hey, we're equal opportunity offenders. Well, and you know, I was also going to say he probably has uh, quite a few cousins in Jersey. Ain't nothing wrong with that. We're all about some some some, some mafiosos. Oh yeah, we know we know several. Oh man, I done with my brand new pipe. I done burn a hole in my sweatshirt. <laughs> I ain't kidding you. I did, man. Oh, first Ruined world it. problems. First world. Yeah, I guess. But anyway, uh, yeah, we're not joking about this. I did that. What? My it, man. I mean, nobody cares. Nobody cares. I care. <laughs> I think our our average podcast listener probably. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say they don't care. You know the difference between the Roni vaccine and Kyle Rittenhouse's shots? Well, Kyle's three shots were effective for one. Kyle's three shots worked. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'll tell you, I'll joke it aside, that young man needs some heavy security. For sure. Because the deep state is hating every bit of this. You know, what Rittenhouse did was proved that you can arm yourself against these raging miscreants, and you can do it with an AR-15. 
and you can beat the system and win in court. You know, as uh, Frederick Douglass said, a man's freedom <coughs> lies in three boxes: the ballot box, the jury box, and the cartridge box. So, um, you know, Rittenhouse, he won in the jury, and that's awesome. He did, and he should have won because it was as cut and dry as it could possibly. Well, and hey, if he didn't, he sure as heck knows how to use the cartridge box. So I still have faith in the kid. Oh uh, yeah, 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 no doubt. So um, keep an eye on on the young man. I haven't seen it. Uh, Tucker Carlson is supposed to have done an interview with him or is going to be doing it. I think he has done it. <clears throat> so I, I would be looking out for that. Very quickly, uh, as, as a playback last week's podcast, and, um, you know, Evan Williams got to talking, and Evan Williams forgot to say that uh, we were given the, the pros and cons of binoculars versus spotting scopes. And, um, um, you know, we talked about... We may or may not have gotten off on a rabbit trail. <laughs> I don't know if it was a rabbit. I don't know what kind of trail. I, it was something. I think we was looking for one of them Franklin County. We was like, we're new to McFarland, got up there to sing a school song. Hey, she was half full. She didn't know what she had done. I was, anyway. I have repented. I have reformed. Um, no, I'm... The, we gave the advantages of a spotting scope, like being able, able to zoom up on the target well. Um, <clears throat> if there's disadvantages, uh, field of view is somewhat limited versus binoculars of, of uh, slightly lower power and eye strain. Yeah. You know, if you're going to use a spotting scope for extended lengths of time, switch eyes. That's what I do. I can't switch eyes. My left eye, after I've looked through the, the scope with my right eye for more than about two minutes, I can look through it with my left eye, and it just looks like milk. It's like just refocus it. No, it doesn't quite work that way. It's like my eye is like thrown out of focus or something. It's like I, I have probably twenty ten vision, um, you know. Which but is it, real good. Yeah, I mean, I better have, than good. Yeah, I've got very good vision, but um, when it comes to like focusing one eye, and while the other eye is like either closed or just going blank or something, and then you try to use that other eye, it takes a couple minutes before that twenty ten comes back. And just like nice and sharp. So well, typically I spot with my right eye all the time. Okay, well, whatever works. you got to find what works. But if you don't like using one eye or the other individually, binoculars, binoculars are great. Now, what are the advantages to binoculars? We didn't give that last week. They're more compact, oh, and uh, they've got good. a bigger field of view. That um, 8541 Marine Sniper gave us that good review. He loved the 20X High Bob yeah. Vortex binoculars that we were using. You know, I, I wouldn't doubt that he... And made recommendations to his own team that look these 20 power binoculars kick butt they're not that big yeah and um, you know they're very very <clears throat> great field of view binocular vision uh, you know that stereo vision is it can be helpful yeah it can be big I mean it, uh, if you were, if I were going into a combat situation I would probably be taking binoculars and not a spotting scope for the simple reason it takes up way less space and uh, and also yeah you've got the binocular vision you know, when I've you know lost focus in one eye, that could uh, potentially cause you a problem in the field. But um, you know, the binoculars, you're not really going to have that issue. But if you're uh, kind of wondering which which of the two to get, your budget's limited. Um, first of all, you need a pair of field binoculars of about eight power, uh, no more than ten power, eight to ten power. And if you will go on and splurge for some really good glass. Uh, remember that pair of 10-power Minox? Minox, oh man, those were tight. 
Um, now, the only other pair that I've found that really contended, and I won't say they beat them because there's no beating what we saw in that Minox that day, but um, they were they were neck and neck, is a Suaro uh, 12, I don't know the exact model of the binoculars, but it was a 12 power pair of Swarovskis. And yeah. uh, I'll tell you what, that was sharp. Yeah. I mean, that was sharp, sharp. I mean, good glass costs, and you'll never regret going ahead and He said it was a $2,500 pair of binoculars, and I, I believe it because... Mm. Uh, you know, I was spotting impacts past a thousand yards with dashers. I yeah. mean, and two, two, threes. I mean, stuff that's just mosquito bites, and it's like, wow, this is just so clear you can actually see it. It'll spoil you, won't it? It will. Anyway, I just wanted to tie up that, Lisa. And um, essential workers. This, this is something. Are you essential, Dan? I'm not essential. I'm essential. I, you know, Terry's essential at NPR. They're essential. They're essential workers. Yeah, they have to be on their brainwashing because you know what's coming. The Lambda variant, Terry. Right. Oh, man. I'll tell you, I'm getting sick of this crap. Are, are you hearing all these smallpox rumors that are, are starting to go around? I'm not, like, saying I think that's going to happen. Uh, I'm sure that's what Bill Gates would like to do. He'd like to cut it loose. But uh, I don't know if they if they quite have the t technology to really mobilize it the way that they would want to. Some people have said for years that they already have it and it's super simple for them to do. I don't know because, in my <laughs> mind, if it were... They would have already done it. These people are so evil. You know, it's kind of like Iran, once they have a completed nuke, they're going to send it. I, yeah. I mean, you'll know when they have a nuke because it ain't going to last five seconds. It's going to be burning a hole in their pocket, and they're going to go ahead and send it. You know, that's the same situation when we're talking about Bill Gates and all these leftist elites. When they get something like that that they're they that can evil. really use, they're that evil. It, uh, it, it's going to be gone. <clears throat> It's going to be sent as quickly as they have it developed. So I don't actually think they can weaponize it yet. Uh, I, I mean, I think they can in small, confined areas, but as far as the masses, you know, just stuff like that, I don't think they can do that because they would have already. You would think so unless God just stopped them. You know? Right. Uh, a couple of memes. <laughs> this isn't actually a meme. It was a Twitter exchange. Some uh, liberal <laughs> from Germany named Sidney W., he writes, and he posts a picture of Rittenhouse walking up the street with the AR-15, infamous picture. He's holding his left hand up, waving, and he's got his right hand on the rifle, his index finger outside the trigger guard. And Unlike the prosecutor. Exactly. That guy's, <laughs> wow. Anyway, he goes, as a German, I will never understand how on earth this kid can walk on open streets with a gun. Guns. Guns. Terry. Okay, some dude named Benny responds. <laughs> Benny Johnson. That Benny Johnson is his Twitter handle. He says, the last time German kids with guns walked the streets of Europe, American kids with guns had to come over there and kick their asses. Right. <laughs> so I can see why you're triggered. Yeah. Actually, the obviously give the British their due. They fought hard and, and well in World War II, and it was just God's providence. Okay, I got one other meme. I love it. To, I love it so much. Memes are a better source of news than most of your mainstream well, sure outlets. Can be. Well, yeah. I, I, I'm not. I, that was not meant to be hyperbole. I'm just being legit here. Memes are a better source of news than CNN, MSNBC, and all these other fake leftist bullcrap oh, yeah. sources. So uh, most of you guys will be familiar with that. I think her name was Avril Lavigne. A song called "Skater Boy." He was a skater boy. Yes, I see you later, boy. Blah 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 blah. Anyway, it's got the top part, her standing there smiling real big. And it says, he was a skater boy. And the bottom half of it's Kyle. He's got his daggone 
uh, Michael Corleone look on there, and he goes, was. <laughs> was a skater boy. Yeah, that pedophile <laughs> won't need his skateboard anymore. No, no, no. I mean, I don't think he can skate in hell. Nope. And there is where he is. That is his residence. That's Ain't a fact. No doubt. So, um. Hashtag all pedophiles go to hell. Changed my mind. No, I, I agree, and certainly they should. No, I touched on essential worker. I mean, to me, that, that, that really is, you know, and the ones that, you know, the the cliff-haired dyke and the door of the explorer smock on her smoke break behind the hospital. I'm an essential worker. Those that That's what I think of when I see those stupid signs that say, essential workers here. You know, and yeah, we have a few yeah, around town here that are like uh, medical centers, and it's like, essential workers here. Yeah, it's like, like everybody else every doesn't other count. Every other peon, you know, that, that's making the food at these places that I eat and stuff, screw them. I'm an essential worker. Yeah. Yeah, they want to come it's, in again. It's the same virtue signal that drives them to brag about their vaccination status. It's the same virtue signal that makes them want to go, I'm vaccinated. I've had all three shots. How many shots have you had? Exactly. You know, they're like, and the ones that have had two shots that hadn't had, you know, hadn't had the booster. They're, they're the ones that are killing grandma. Yeah, they're killing you. grandma now. Okay, well, now that we're on that, let's tune in to WVAX. WVAX Radio, coming to you on 5G from a monolith near you. Um, look this up, folks. And this is an Associated Press article. Uh, it, it's, pretty, it's getting bad when the liberals can't sweep it under the rug anymore. Uh, guess what percentage of Africans, all countries of that continent included, what percentage have been vaccinated? 6%. That means Africans are 94% unvaccinated. But guess what? There's almost no COVID there, Terry. What, what, wonder where the COVID has gone. I just don't understand it. They're not vaccinated. How could there not be COVID just everywhere? Well, because they also don't have television. They don't they have, have CNN. CNN. They don't have a bunch of lying news channels telling them that when they get a snotty nose, they better go get a daggone mop panel crammed up their nostril to, you know, to, right. make, and to tell them they got COVID. Get, you know, a clot shot and a bunch of bull crap, I mean, with it. I mean, it's like we know so many people personally that have had serious ill effects to these quote-unquote vaccines. And uh, his people... Two, two young ladies have miscarried because of Three. Them. Okay. Is that right? Three that we know. Yeah. I, I mean, through our clients. I mean, not people that we see on an everyday basis or anything like that, but, but people that are, well, two of them are, I'll just say, wives of our, our close clients. So, yeah, I, I mean, and they, go, they go and they get this. And, and what doctor would give a pregnant woman an experimental vaccine? The same ones that would perform an abortion. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the same well, type you of know person what? that they just don't care. That's what they're doing when they give a pregnant woman that that Rony vax. I mean, it's it's an insane amount of uh, of people have miscarried after taking that, and uh, obviously it's not long enough in to, to tell. But I mean, there there is a lot of um, questions about is it going to affect long term fertility and stuff like that. Yeah, I know. Um, 
So uh, the narrative is unraveling on the deep state. Um, Africa is perfect. Uh, they're, one, they're a perfect example on one end of the spectrum where only 90, only 6% are vaccinated, quote-unquote, quote, 94 are not. And it's almost, COVID is almost unheard of in Africa. On the other end of the spectrum, you have the tiny country of Gibraltar. And they have nearly 100%, 100% of their citizens are vaccinated. And guess what? The Rony virus is running them over. You know, oh, it's the Delta variant. It's the Lambda Lambda movie. No, it was a stupid vaccine that did its job. Them sick. Yeah, it makes you sick. I mean, so many people that we know have gotten severely sick, saying that it was worse than the worst flu they ever had. Some people we know have had to have uh, stents put in their heart. Um, also, pacemakers we've seen. It, you know, this is just clearly something that is, is not safe. My brother in law took the first one. And he said, oh, no, no more. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, use your own judgment there, but just really understand that um, there needs to be a lot of uh, research done on your part, and you need to dig through the right sources to get to the bottom of things and get to the truth. It's out there. Yeah. Truth is out there. Snob steals. Okay, you're going to try to take down a deer or two? Uh, yeah, Um. I'm going to try, and uh, by try, I mean I'm not going to try very hard. If I luck across one, I'm going to. But, uh, if one happens to walk out in front of your bullet. That's that's about it, because I'm a lazy bum. I'm just going to call it like it is. I mean, um, we work very, very hard through the spring and summer and fall, and by the time we get to this time of year, right about the time deer season is starting, I'm shot, pun intended, hmm. and uh, I'm ready to take a break. And this early morning 5 a.m. crap ain't happening. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, well, I mean, if I can go midday and something like like you said walks in front of my bullet, then uh, then so be it. But uh, I'm not putting an overly exhausting amount of effort into hunting deer. Hey, I might go over to to Sam's house. To our sergeant at arms. He's here with us tonight, and uh, he's got an amazing place to deer hunt. He's got to uh, kick the deer out of the way just to go down the driveway. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty much right. I, I mean, <laughs> Sam's my oldest friend. Well, we've been friends since I was like five, and you were like eight. Yeah, eight. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> and so I used to hunt over there, and uh, what we would do, we just set the alarm for about six o'clock, you know, right as as light was starting to to come out, and uh, we would jump out on the front porch and within 30 seconds nail a deer. Mm. I mean, because they're all just standing out there. I mean, it's, that's what I call drive-through hunting. Now, that's my kind of hunting. I mean, this crap where you go out in a tree stand and, like, freeze your balls off for two hours before you might see something, uh, forget that. Forget that. That's sure to keep safe. Yep, she sure would say <clears throat> Yeah, so... You know, yeah, that would be the best way to get one. We just need some deer meat. We need some deer meat because, you know, I mean, folks, stock up on some edibles. <clears throat> you know, don't uh, get caught behind the A-ball. Remember what happened when everybody ran out and grabbed all the toilet paper? We stock this stuff up anyway. We well, it's to our shame just about, and I won't, I won't go that far. We've got so much darn toilet paper. I, I mean, we'll run out of food long before we have a chat button. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, um, you know, I, I, I was uh, <laughs> I come across this the other day that the um, yeah we as we've said before, 
we're equal opportunity offenders. Uh, if you don't know that by now, you haven't been listening enough. And we bust on, you know, white Appalachian hillbilly rednecks as much or more than anybody. That's us. Right. I, I mean, so some people, if you just listen to one podcast, you may feel that we're a racist or something like that. We're absolutely not. We hate everybody equally, including ourselves. Yeah. Humanity is pathetic. It really is. Yeah. And, you know, as yeah. I've really come to learn this year in particular, um, my sister said this for years, uh, but uh, I really didn't see it until this year. Uh, people basically suck. <laughs> they do. I, I mean, people are sorry, pathetic creatures that will worm their way out of work every chance they get. They will uh, get on welfare, all kinds of government assistance, and not go to work. That's why they can't keep a lot of restaurants running. Fortunately, that problem is starting to subside. People are starting to come back to work after their um, you know, government handouts have expired. And, but uh, it, it's, it's really bad. Yeah, it absolutely is. But, um, you know, the, we talked... A podcast or two back about the Linda Linda's the racist sexist boy thing. You know, you There's no way that happened. No, they made that up. That was a total made up. It's like a juicy Smollett Bubba Wallace hoax. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, it's just a something Wong hoax. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, something Wong. <laughs> here, I got the full clip here. Let's play that. Something Wong. We too low. Ho Lee Fook and Bang Ding Ow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, and, and they can't even hardly speak English. It's like you're living in America, and you're going to public school in America, and you can't speak English. I mean, obviously, I didn't look at the band, but I assume that these are are girls. Probably what? They're in high school. In high in high school, and they can't speak English. Well, they speak some. So, but that's the problem. No, I mean they're not. Look, that's the problem. I was some. Right. Uh, when you come to America, whether you're, you know, from Mexico, which I support uh, immigrants coming to this country, if you have something to contribute, it doesn't matter what country you're from. Any country that exists, if you want to come here from there and learn our language, assimilate, assimilate, not be bringing a bunch of bull crap in here like Sharia law or anything like that, oh, assimilate wow. to our laws and our language and contribute to society. I love that so much. That's amazing. That's there is a good an American thing. way of life. There is an American way of life, and you have to, you know, assimilate to really get the most out of it. The, this whole it. thing that I, I keep hearing about the melting pot sort of thing, the way I, I only way I can t palette that is if what you're talking about just means people from a bunch of different countries coming to the same place and doing uh, a very similar thing, a very similar way of life. Yeah. If that's what you mean by melting pot, okay. But if your definition of melting pot means a bunch of different people from every different country coming into our country and practicing their own way of life that's that they melting. had. That's yeah, not American. They yeah. need to quit that or go back home, like Omar <laughs> and Tlaib. And uh, I think Presley was probably born here, but she needs to go back somewhere else, probably to Mars. She's satanic. She I, shaves her head. For a woman to shave her head is satanic. Look it up. It is. And it's like, uh, you see the squad and you got Presley coming in there. Squad member Baldy. Squad member Baldy. And it's like, it looks like she belongs in the Star Wars barroom scene. She does. I mean, they just need the music playing for her. She'd fit in with all those other creatures. No and doubt. 
Well, England's come up in our listeners. Um, they're fifth now, and they were way down the line. So word's getting out in the U.K., and that's awesome. Uh, New Zealand's just behind them at sixth. Australia's fourth. South Africa, third. Strong third. Canada is second to the United States. We got one more listener from Austria in the last week. So Excellent. We're growing so, in Austria. Yeah, y'all hold the fort down. Don't let them daggone pigeonhole you. You guys in Austria, you're getting um, quarantined because you had not been vaccinated. Uh, band together and fight it. Now, I'm really proud of Australia. Uh, Melbourne, there was like a half million people just marched through the streets. Like, look at us. Look how many of us there are. Quit screwing with us. Yeah. Because go ahead and start shooting. You won't You won't be able to reload before we... Well, and the government responded, basically said... He is not listening to my authority. <laughs> not listening to my authority. So, yeah. Uh, keep it up, Aussies. You guys, I knew you guys had it in you. I, knew, I mean, good day. Australians are tough. They are. I, I mean, mean, I mean, uh, it was a foolish decision for them to give up their guns in large. Now, obviously, uh, I do know some people in Australia that uh, do still have no, guns. I've got, I, I, I've got hand loading clients. Right. There. I mean, I think they're very limited as to what they can have. But um, in the case of long range shooting, it's right up their alley because it's guns that are sporting and recreational only, and uh, stuff that they can they can legally own. So that is why we have clients from there. But uh, if you're listening to this and um, you are one of our clients or you are a long-range shooter in Australia, for goodness sake, don't give up what you got. You may need that. I I mean, if they try to take what you've got, take that as a sign you need to use it. It's time to use it. And all these jokes about, oh, I had a boating accident. Hey. If it's time to hide them. It's time to use them. Amen. Amen. So, uh very encouraged to see that going on in Australia, and I uh, hope that it, it, I hope it catches on in some of these other countries. I listened to Jorn Andreas Bolhansen. He's out of Norway. Hey, we got four subscribers in Norway. Wonder if Jorn's one. Jorn, hey, I, I would man. love that so much. That'd be that'd be cute. It'd be cute. Totally cute. Let's see here. Hey, man. Yeah, cause he yeah. Look him up on YouTube. Jorn B J O R N. Andreas Bull, just like B-U-L-L dash Henson. Totally great. Oh, know. man, I love watching his videos. You know, um, I, I, I one time I thought maybe he isn't up there in Scandinavia land. Maybe <laughs> he's out in the Midwest here in the United States because there are some areas that look just like that. Mm-hmm. Believe me, there are some areas that look just like that. A lot of that nature stuff he's going through. And maybe just to protect his little spot so people don't mob him and try to find exactly where he's at and all the stuff he's, you know, acquired, maybe he's just pretending to be over there so, like I said, he doesn't get mobbed. Clandestine location. Yeah. That would be a good idea. He's a sharp dude. I'd love to read his books, but I can't read Norwegian, and he only writes in that language. Man, I, I, I could probably understand Farsi just as soon as I could <laughs> read that Norwegian stuff. Of course, I can't bash it, because that's like where our people came from. Back about five, six generations ago, that's about what they'd been speaking. I guess so, yeah. Well, I've lost all the Viking it might ever have been in me. I, I'm, I'm pathetic, man. No, I mean... <laughs> Your force multiplier is one of our podcast listeners wrote in. I'm good in math. Force yeah. Multiplier. 
I'm getting my slant on, man. Yeah. Got to get my slant Start on. Start multiplying and doubling. Yeah. Maybe you'll even qualify for some double black here before too long. I could get me some double black. Instead of your plebeian bourbon. Instead of my plebeians. Anyway, yeah, uh, we gained 11% subscribers in the past week. Wow. <clears throat> I know. That pretty key. I, I can't believe that people would actually want to listen to this. Drivel. I, this I is mean, drivel. This is... Actually, last week was really drunk. Yeah, the, the last week was pretty bad. <laughs> it, it was bad. It was bad. I got that. It was like smoking. So, first of all, uh, smoking's bad. You shouldn't smoke. And uh, alcohol is bad. You shouldn't drink alcohol. And uh, as for drugs, well, drugs are bad. You shouldn't do drugs. Okay, that about wraps up my introduction. <laughs> hey, we got a client from Wisconsin. And Brian, I hope you're up there helping keep that mess straight. I don't know how close to Milwaukee you are, but uh, he touched base with you. He's been doing some hunting with Match Kings. Right. Uh, he said uh, he's been listening to our podcast for, I guess, pretty much since it started. I mean, very shortly after it started, he, he was... suffered through some he, stuff. He suffered through some, some stuff, and uh, shout out to you, Brian. Oh, yeah. Uh, he said that uh, after we talked about hunting with Match King bullets and just Match Grade bullets, just something that is completely not advertised to, to be used as a hunting bullet... Uh, he found that they do an extremely good job. Uh-huh. Uh, he said, after hearing you guys say that, I've taken three deer. All three pretty much dropped right in their tracks. It wasn't a, uh ordeal to chase them down yeah, over 400 nice yards. They, it was just like a hunting bullet. Well, if you do a cross-section cut of a burger hunting bullet, quote-unquote, yes. A burger hunting bullet is just a boat-tail hollow-point match bullet. Yeah, exactly. And they'll say, well, we got... Then they probably do change the jacket material slightly, but essentially it's a boat Maybe tail they bullet. do. I mean, has anybody actually tested that? I mean, does anybody mm-hmm. have the equipment that would actually test that to see? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think they're counting uh, on people not checking that in a lot of cases. Yeah, that may be the case, because companies will do that. Well, and look, you, what you got to realize is Match King bullets have been used for killing people in our military for decades. I, I mean, I, I'm just saying, do the math. Okay, you got a 200-pound man or something like that, and you got a 200-pound deer, and it's doing really good on one. Why wouldn't, it, why wouldn't it do good on the other? Well, a deer is a force to be reckoned with, but you know. Well, they can be. I mean, I, I've shot deer before. If you put the bullet in the right place and it actually penetrates and you don't have it going so fast that it just blows up, it's going to drop so very, very close to where you shoot it. Take my Uncle Dan's 270 out. This, well, I, I inherited a... inherited hell and went and bought it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he trades into a gun shop. I said, you ain't letting that go. He bought it brand new in 1956. A uh, Model 70 Winchester 270. He was a big Jack O'Connor fan. The gun is unaltered. Uh, shortly after he got it, he put a 3-9 Redfield... Uh, scope on it, which is still good. It still works. still holds zero. And uh, that rifle has taken game all over the continent and uh, through the years. So, But it hadn't killed a deer in quite a long time because I was just using the old 30 out 6 because I didn't want to take that beautiful old pre-64 Winchester out and mess yeah, it up. Gotcha. But, uh, hey, that's what it was made for. Hey, and that's why I turkey hunt with my Browning Satori Lightning. I, I mean that's a it's a roughly a two thousand dollar shotgun. I, I mean the in the condition that this one's in because I've really babied it, it's easily a two thousand dollar shotgun. 
uh, especially since they're not made anymore, that particular model, and uh, they didn't make a whole, whole lot of those. They, they made a decent amount, but it wasn't like a flood-the-market sort of situation. But I, I turkey hunt with that because I, I don't want to just see it on my wall all the time. I want to actually think about a memory with that thing. Did I yeah. drag it through the brush? Or if I see a scratch on it, I want to remember, how did it get that? Did I trip and, and it, you know, scratched a, a branch of a tree? Legit, or? Yeah, right. I mean, I, I love legit wear marks. Patina. Patina on guns. And, you know what the Japanese say? Wabi-sabi. Wabi-sabi. But uh, there's a big difference between patina and neglect. You know, I've got a, a 1919 Marlin 3030. It's the 1893 uh, model. Thing is awesome. It it has a lot of patina. There is no neglect marks on the gun. The the bluing is very worn. Uh, it's uh, very well used, very well loved. It's got some scratches in the stock. But I, when you look over that gun, you will not see any pitting, like where rust has been let to to eat away at it. You won't see any. Whittle marks or anything on the stock. It's it's, a, it, it's been in the family. It's been in the they family, it. and it's uh it's been well used. I I would I would dare say it's probably killed dozens of deer. And you gotta wonder how many times old fellow looked down the sights of that gun and said, "Get off of my property." <laughs> hey, this was back in the era where that was going on. Oh yeah, get off my property. I I wouldn't be surprised a bit. Um. Mm -hmm. the, the the father of the dude that owned that 1919, I have a, a Schofield, uh, 1874 Smith & Wesson Schofield that belonged to him. A real Schofield. Uh, it was one of the first 3,000 made, uh, the first production run. It's serial number 24-something. I won't uh, give you the whole number, but it's it's in the 24s. Yeah. And uh, it's still fully functional. I, I mean, you can it take it up the range and shoot There's it. There's a video of you shooting it on YouTube. Yeah, I probably won't shoot it anymore. Just because of what it is and the fact that it's worth like 15 grand. Yeah, down the ground. Yeah. Yeah, there's nice old gun. Something with some, um, something with some history to it. And, then the and that's another gun. There's no neglect marks. There's no pitting. There's no, you know, crap on it. And now, there is some whittle marks on the on the handle. There's like two it's notches two made notches out. Two notches in the handle. And I don't know what that those are for. I, I mean, the, uh, the last owner of the gun, who was also in our family, said that that was to mark a elk that was killed with it, which is... Not plausible. Well, it, no, no it's, it's plausible, but it's unlikely. It's unlikely. And a pigeon or something? And a pigeon, yeah. And that so, probably was code for somebody that spoke and shouldn't have. Uh, that, that's kind of <laughs> what I'm thinking, because uh, you don't carve notches into the handle of a gun for that's an elk or a pigeon. So, uh, But it's been around long enough that it could have seen those things, and I think that's yeah. interesting. That's patina. Yeah. I, I don't want to see pits on a gun. Right. Got to take care of them best you can. But then, yeah, get that old 270 out and knock something down with it. You know, the the, the quickest deer kill I ever saw in my life was a 270. Yeah. 130 grain nozzle ballistic tip. Ray shot that thing left-handed out the window of my Bronco because we were leaving the woods. We didn't think we was going to kill anything. Uh-huh. And that was about a 160-pound doe. That was a big doe. And she's standing out there about 90, 100 yards out. And he just left hands that thing. And as soon as that bullet smacked that deer, all four legs just retracted like landing gear up against the belly. Yeah. And the hand of God just smacked her down, and she didn't even twitch. Yeah. Typically when that happens, uh, what you have is a fragment of the bullet went up into the spine. Yeah. Because when you sever the spinal cord... That's exactly what happens. The the first year I ever killed that it was uh, 480 yards with a 260 of a friend of ours uh, took me hunting and 
Uh, I shot it with that. And uh, I hit it about four inches high in the kill zone. It was at the very top of the lungs. But what we found when we skinned the deer out is half of the bullet had shot up above the lungs and it went right into the spine. Mm. And uh, because of that, it just crumpled up and it, it literally died in its tracks. And when you have that happen, that's that's uh, nice. Okay. I, I'll, I'll just say, if I'm within 100 yards or even two, 300 yards of, of a deer... Try to clip the spine, and you're going to have a lot you got of the steady position. And yeah, if, if you have bit. a gun that'll do it, just clip the spine, just right behind the neck, and um, and it's going to drop right there. Yeah. So I got a uh, an email, and I need to address this. And um, um, this is well, his name is Hayden, and Hayden shot an OCW test, and if you're not familiar with OCW, it's Optimal Charge Weight. That's my hand-loading system. It's been around 20 years. Go to OCW, Oscar, Charlie, Whiskey. OCW. Whiskey, I like whiskey. Whiskey, ain't nothing wrong with that. Moderation. Moderation. OCWReloading.com. It'll tell you how to do that test. Now, um, he was asking about coloring the bullets with uh, Sharpies, different colors, so you could look at the paper and see which mm, bullet was which. No. That's not the way we do it, so I wouldn't worry about doing it that way. Have a notebook right next to you. If you're really concerned about the position of uh, the bullet on target, just have a notebook next to you that has an image of the targets you're shooting at on them or a replication of that. And uh, just as you're you're shooting, have different color pens and just kind of make a little circle. I've seen you do that before. Yeah, you could even use uh, just draw a circle and write a one. Yeah, A small circle where the bullet impacted and write a one and then just go on through. But, uh, I mean, you don't have to know which shot was which in the three-shot It group. is kind of neat, though, especially if you're shooting a four-shot OCW, just in case there was a pull or something. And you can yeah. kind of note, okay, this shot, shot number three on load number four, was, uh, I didn't feel too good about it. And you can make a note about that. And, you know, especially if it were a flyer or something, you'd be able to tell. So he's shooting 142 grain Sierra Match King. Virgin Hornady Brass, CCI 200s, H 4350. He's going to find OCW. 41.2. Yeah, he's going to 41.1. He says, well, hey, no, take it to 41.2 and shoot a group, see what you got. It should be pretty sweet. Sweet. Anyway, I, uh, there you go. But you don't need to color the bullets. In fact, I, this is just, I hate to think of myself being anal about this, but. Who knows if the lubricity properties of green ink is different than red ink, and you're going to end up with different barrel time. Yeah, you, you never know. You never know. You'd never know it. You'd never know it's it. It's like K-Mark and the Constitution. You'd never know it. Yeah. That's I didn't cool. know K-Mark was that organized. You'd never know they done it. put a constitutional amendment on me. You'd never know it. Look up Shirley Q. Liquor, K-Mark. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. you got to be a little bit selective about what you watch from the good old SQL. Some yeah. of the stuff is a little bit... Um, it's way beyond the pale. It's beyond the pale. But, I, I mean, some of it's pretty funny. Oh, heck, it's awesome. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> we were doing that something wrong earlier. So, I saw this... It was cheap, so we ah, bought it. Ah, sorry, I was trying to play something cheap, wrong. Cheap, so we bought it. That's really cute. <laughs> it's free on YouTube. Uh, um, you know, I'm getting so many clips on my sound app. That uh, it's hard to navigate them. Yeah, that's how you put Cartman's poem on there one time by accident. Oh, you mean this one? 
Oh, somebody shot our children. Lord, what we do now? <laughs> Lord, what we do now? Was I supposed to do that? The first time you did it, she wasn't supposed to do it. it, it <laughs> but I was looking for that something long thing so we could pull that clip. And well, I found that oh, they they were interviewing all these uh, Koreans that were just all butthurt, salted about that thing. And and here's the thing, folks. They probably had they to don't look. Care. Yeah, they don't. I, they yeah. probably had to look through a hundred of them before they found somebody that was yeah, actually at least sad about fifty it. before they found somebody that was. Uh, well, I just think that's just terrible, and we've been stereotyped. Come on. They well, know they're good in bed. When I they're, see some hayseed, you know, absolute redneck, like, you know, you look in the dictionary at the word redneck and you see that person there and it's in a meme or something, I laugh at it. It's hilarious. I don't go, I, mean, I need my support group, Cecil. I, yeah, I just can't handle it. I feel, I just feel marginalized, disfranchised, Terry. Right. Yeah. I, I I mean, people don't think that way that are secure about themselves. And, and Asian people are secure. They are. Here's now, the now, one thing I'll say is every ethnicity, and I, I don't really like to use the term race. Sometimes I hear me say that, but there are no races of, of humans. Race. There's one race. I, I mean, your blood is compatible with any human being if you're the right blood type. If you're O positive, it doesn't matter what uh, what ethnicity a person is. If they have the same blood type, you're interchangeable. It works. So, I, but uh, that being said, yeah, we're not racist at all. Yeah, exactly. And everybody needs to get over that, get over themselves. Just okay. Look, you go to Beijing. You're a tourist. You're going around in China, uh, Beijing, as a tourist, and they have like uh, these shirts that have like the Coca-Cola. Emblem, except it's in Chinese. Yeah. And you think, oh, I'm going to get me a Chinese Coca-Cola shirt. Coca-Cola insignia written in Chinese. Well, what it actually says is stupid American tourists. Yeah, because like on the top, it'll it'll have the legit Coca-Cola emblem. And then underneath, it'll have the Chinese. So people automatically assume, okay, this is the Coca-Cola emblem, but this is Chinese. I'm a stupid American tourist. Yeah. And they laugh. And they should, because it's funny. Well, absolutely. I agree. Hey, hey, you know, hey, if I ever went to China, which God help me if I ever go to China, I probably won't. Well, let me amend that statement. I definitely either. won't. But uh, it's not because I don't like the people. It's because of communism. Communism. But uh, I would probably end up wearing one of those shirts, too, because I wouldn't know the difference. Well, you don't. I mean, you just assume, and okay. And they're going to laugh, and it's going to be funny. Yeah. And you just laugh with them when you find out what you've done. There. Yeah. You know, but, of course, you probably won't find out until you get home, and then only then will you realize you the totality of your failure. You run into a exchange student or something. You know? Yeah. Gosh, like those three guys from Virginia Tech, they... They came and did a private class with us, and they were all Chinese nationals t- taking engineering. And um, <laughs> of course they were, because they're good at math. There uh, you go. Cool guys, loved them. You know, had a real hard time breaking into their sense of humor, and I guess we never really did. We would try to make a joke, and they didn't laugh. But then they would say things between themselves in Chinese, and they would just crack up. And we knew they were laughing at us, and that's cool. That's fine. That's what makes the world go round, right? That's right. So anyway. They See, they can have rifles while they're in country in America. They can't take them back to China, obviously. But while they're over here, they can have them, and then they can, I guess, take them and sell them back to the uh, gun shop where they got them or something. like. I don't know how they work that, but 
Anyway, they were just tickled to death and happy, and they had all hit the 1,000-yard target, and they all got their stickers, and they just was so happy. And I said, all right, guys, you're in now. And they looked at me. I said, huh? I said, you're in. They what? In? In what? I said, you're in the militia. That's why you're here, right? We are starting a militia. We're meeting tonight. We got some maneuvers on. For tonight, you guys are in the militia. And they're like looking at each other. And they're like, and, and then I heard one of them say, Holy fuck. <laughs> no, but they were like, You know, and I was like, All right, just calm down. Come on. And one called himself Jason. One called himself Travis. They pick up American names. For some reason, I don't think that was their Chinese given name. No, probably not. So if we go over to China and we go to school there, not that we would, but if we well, did. We just pick Ping or Bing or Jong or Ding. Ping Chang Pong. But uh, I said, calm down, guys. It's a joke. It's a joke. Ha ha. Funny. No militia. And they look at each other. And then they oh, start laughing. Oh, yeah. Oh. Then they start laughing. They're like, boy, that's a relief. Yeah, that, that was the wrong group of because guys to do that just to. Just having no, guns. Hey, we did this to a group of white guys that... Um, Oh boy, you better tell it. This is hilarious. It, the state police timing was perfect. Just yeah. tell it. Okay, there was two truckloads. Well, there's two guys in one truck, two in another, coming down from Indiana. So they're all friends, and they're 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 in a weekend class. And they said, okay, the guy calls me, and he says, man, uh, we got a we got we got these two guys that are with us, and they're in another truck traveling with us. But we want to play a joke on them when 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 we all get there. Can we do that? And I said, what kind of joke? He said, uh, I don't know, just uh, act like you're like a drill instructor and just like tell them to drop and give you 20 and all this stuff, you know, just really shake them up. And I said, they're going to take one look at me and know that I ain't that kind of guy. <laughs> you know, and I said, but if you want me to shake them up, I'll do it. Yeah, just just do something, okay? Yeah. And I said, all right, I'll do something. It's all on you, but I'm going to do something. <laughs> anyway. Challenge did, accepted. Challenge accepted. We did the... Uh, classroom part of the thing and uh, <laughs> we ended up uh, so we go to leave and I pretend to get a phone call I, I have another phone dial my phone and I let on like I'm talking to a friend of ours who's a deputy sheriff in the next county over where the range is and I said oh they are huh and I said okay well we'll deal with that if we need to you know, and I hung up and they're looking like what I said, don't fret it. Don't worry about it. The, uh, some fed guys are down here. They're trying to screw with us. They think we're, like, running militias and stuff. And, you know, uh, don't fret it. It's no big deal. And the two guys who did, weren't in on the joke were, like, starting to really get nervous. And I just kind of winked and nodded toward the other two. So they knew that was part of the joke. And they're all, like, smiling. I said, yeah. They're, they're like, heck, yeah, we'll throw down. We'll throw down. Yeah. We're in, man. We're in. Y'all in with us, right? And those two guys, uh, uh, well, uh, uh. So anyway, we drive over to meet at the subway. We're in the parking lot. And the state police, we know all them guys, they, they get half-priced food there, just like we do, thankfully, to our friend. Because we got white privilege cards that we can flash any notice. <laughs> anyway, and our friend owns the place, so that's pretty key. Uh, so we're sitting there, and I pretend to be on the phone again when I pull in. 
And the two guys that the joke's getting played on are sitting on the tailgate of their truck, and you can see they're nervous. Yeah, one of them's like smoking a cigarette, yeah. and so, he sucks the whole thing down in one well, draw. he did that when the state police started rolling in the parking lot. <laughs> you know, because I'm on the phone, I'm saying, well, uh, who are they with now? And I said, oh, they're riding with state police. Because I knew that the troopers was going to roll in to eat lunch. Right, they always come in there at the same time we are. We're buddies with them. I mean, we always hash it up and, and so, talk with them, and we've had them up to the range, and so we knew they were going to be there. I said, well, they're going to be looking for me in a different truck. I said, we don't have Barry's truck today. I, I've got this other truck. They don't even know it's me sitting here. I said, what we'll do, I said, uh, we're, going to, uh, we're going to go ahead. We're going to head out of here, and hopefully they won't come in behind us. Hopefully they'll still be waiting on who they think we are, and we're going to be on our on our way. And I said, we'll block that tunnel under the interstate, and they, because you have to go under interstate tunnel, a little one lane, to get up to the range. <laughs> and uh, we won't let them through, you know. And then some, we'll just have a couple of you guys guard the gate, you know, while we do the class, and then we'll switch off. And that's then when the state troopers rolled in the parking lot. That's when that one dude smoked a whole cigarette in one draw. Yeah. Hey, I bet the fastest I've ever seen one go. I mean, that dude has a set of lungs, so at least for up. now. They were so <laughs> shook up. And I, I was going to let it play out till he got there, but I decided, man, he's going to run over and grab one of the troopers around the ankles and say, I ain't in on it, I ain't in on it. And then we are going to have a problem. <laughs> right, because then we'll have to explain some stuff. But and it would probably take a while. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, that was probably the best joke we ever pulled on clients, but that was because other clients suggested it and went along with it and facilitated it, right? That's right. Uh, I don't like this show, Survivor. Uh, you guys... You, well, I'll tell you, the... Me and my mom watch the show. Uh, we've watched it for years. I mean, it's just kind of something we do together. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. I, I mean, I've been genuinely enjoyed Survivor for the last, I don't know, we've probably watched it for the last 15 years, to at least 10. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember being a little fella and, uh, and watching it. But uh, it, was, it was always cool. But this latest and in this latest season, they put a bunch of woke-tard crap in it. I mean, just a bunch of bull crap. They claimed eight out of 18 people they chose at random. Yeah, at lottery, and like four of them are faggots, and it's like one in particular I've been calling Faggotron 5000. He's bad. Yeah, I mean, he's like the quintessential... If you, if you look PSA. in the Right. I mean, if you look in the dictionary uh, under, under the word faggot, you're going to see a picture of this dude right next to him. What Jimmy didn't know is that Ralph was sick. A sickness that was not visible like smallpox, but no less dangerous and contagious. A sickness of the mind. You see, Ralph was a homosexual. Well, in this case, uh, I'll name him. It's it's Ricard. 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 He's a total... Flamer, huh? Absolutely. But, uh, and then, uh, there's another one, too. And th this is the real kicker, folks. There's this... Uh, lesbian chick on there that has a PhD in natural selection. Talk about irony of ironies. Oh my goodness. You've got a, a lesbian with a PhD in natural selection. <laughs> How's she going to explain proof? Some Ching Wong. Yeah. <laughs> Some Ching Wong. We Too Low. Ho Li Fook. And Bang, bang Ding Ow. Goodness. Goodness, goodness. Duh, duh. You got any quotable quotes? 
Yeah, I do. Let me see. It's George Washington. It was a good one. Um, that is, but if we are to be told by a foreign power what we shall do and what we shall not do, we have independence yet to seek. And I have cont contended hitherto for very little. There you go. Now, we can't let other countries tell us what to do, and that is kind of what's going on with this New World crap, this uh, One UN, World Government, this yeah. Klaus, whatever his last name is. Schwab. Yeah. Butt Schwab. Butt Schwab. Yeah, yeah I was going to say that, yeah. That dude. I wasn't going to put it that kindly, but let's go with Butt Schwab. No, but, but, yeah, they, he's the one that says, you will own nothing and you will be happy. No, uh, Schwab, you'll own nothing and you'll be going to hell. Right. Uh, we're not having that. You well, know. I mean, in other words, mm -hmm. no doubt, you know, and when you get Pwned. to, exactly, you know, they, they, they want to control everybody. I think they're going to tune that 5G into them metals and those yeah. and vaccines. All that aluminum crap. That seems activated. <laughs> things activated. And all of a sudden the 5G comes on and everybody's going I hear and I obey, Terry. Yeah. Yeah, they'll just tune into their the nearest fake news source and be like, I hear and I obey. What heck? I don't know that they need to do that. Because they're already, they're already complying. Yeah. You know, if you got somebody that's lined up for the third booster shot, you have somebody that they don't need to persuade at that point. They're already like totally on board. Out of date booster detected. Fifth booster needed to purchase groceries. That's pretty good. Everybody answered that. That's right. So, yeah. Uh, hey, I got. Um, I got prep. Okay. And uh, hey, we're coming in on the hour, so we're gonna. Try and we're gonna it. try, and I do mean we try. Let's try. keep it to an hour, an hour and five, somewhere in there. Okay. An hour and five, hour and six, whatever it takes. I'm just seeing now, still just one hole. No, nobody cares. I care. Nobody cares. I was liking this sweatshirt, and I ruined it the first day I put it on. Well, then stop smoking, because after all... So, first of all, uh, smoking's bad. You shouldn't smoke. And uh, alcohol is bad. You shouldn't drink alcohol. And uh, as for drugs, well, drugs are bad. You shouldn't do drugs. Okay, that about wraps mm. up my introduction. I only smoke a pipe when I'm doing this podcast pretty much, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, maybe a very rare occasion otherwise, but yeah. Well, when I got this new Salvatore Savinelli, Savinelli spaghetti monster. Yeah. I like it. Hey, it's, it I thought it was a pretty good pipe. I did some research on it before Super I got it. It was, it was very well thought of, put it that way. Preps. Um, you might need it. You may not. But if you need it and you don't have it, there you're going to be. Like a parachute. There you go. If you need one but don't have one, you will never need one again. Uh, go to your hardware store and get yourself some 36 to 48 inch lengths of chain. Uh, medium, something log and chain strength, you know, um, reasonably heavy heavy chain, uh, three foot to four foot length, and get you some padlocks that are key to like, and that, that uh, I know that out here at Lowe's you can buy six padlocks that all take the same key, which right. is handy. And with that, uh, and if they, I think they only come with two keys for the whole set of six, so you're going to get you some extra keys. keys well, that's how Lowe's gets you because they got the. That's key how they get you. That's you how they get you. Key maker. But, you know, if you need to slap a padlock on something, 
or you know just to secure a piece of equipment at least temporarily you can tie, you can chain it around a tree uh, you can chain up a motorcycle or an ATV to where you, you know the, you can run a piece of logging chain through ATV do, you know a universal joint to where it, it can't be driven it can't even be rolled and by the time they cut through it hopefully you'll know about it yeah so various things you may need that for could use that for so key to like padlocks four to six and some you know four to six lengths of uh, heavy chain okay that's good okay. okay okay and you know that comes in right on the hour so you know what it's time for got any closing comments I got some closing comments every gun law is an infringement of the Second Amendment and the fact that I can't go into Walmart and buy an M9A1 flamethrower without any background check or anything like that and just walk out of there and just be ready to burn some communists at the stake <laughs> is all the evidence that I need that the Second Amendment has been trampled in the dirt and it means nothing anymore. We need flamethrowers. Absolutely. We need C4 gumball dispensers. I'm, hey, you need to go to the grocery store and be like, you know, right next to the Swiss cheese, have the, you know, the, yeah, just cut yourself off yeah. a slice of Swiss C4. Yeah. That's triggered. That is going to trigger some Fed boys. And listen, federal agents, and we know you're listening because I've already found out. You're either a good guy or you're a bad guy. And there are so many of you that really are good guys. Please be a good guy because, well... You're on the side of freedom if you're a good guy. You're you on are, the side of and, uh, and you'll, you know, likely not lose a war. <laughs> yeah, um, there you go. No, but Don't not, be on the losing side. We, we've got clients from just about every alphabet agency out there. And, and for the most part, these guys have been... Pretty straightforward. Yeah, they have been. And, uh, you know, and they're, some of them are masters at jerking your chain and pulling stuff out of you. But the good thing about us, you know, guys, is you don't have to pull anything out of us. You just well, tune it's all in up front. once a week to our podcast. Hey, Here it is. We're getting 5,000 downloads a month. I bet you 2,500 of those are uh, just different uh, downloads Boy. from Fed Boy agencies. No, nah, hopefully not. But I know that. I, and, and You say hopefully not. I say hopefully. The truth is, you know, as far as true, legit national security, legit national security, they ought to be listening. They should be. Yeah, yeah. they ought to be listening. We're not a threat, guys. And if you're good guys, you're well, on our side. And I'll tell you how you know that I'm not going to be a suicide bomber. I don't wipe my butt with my bare hand, and I eat plenty of bacon. Lots of bacon. <laughs> Just two pieces of bacon a day reduces your chance of being a suicide bomber by 100%. There you go. So, and I'll tell you what, either. We're not domestic terrorists, Terry. Domestic. I mean, quit listening to these briefings where these Left enemies, where these enemies of your your own country are trying to persuade you that there are uh, forces out there that are working against your best interests. You know, constitutional-minded Americans are working for the best interests of America. American freedom and American citizens. That's right. True American citizens. I agree. And we've got lots of guys in law enforcement, state, local, federal law enforcement, other federal agencies, State Department clients. We do have. Yeah. And I trust. I, I will say I trust most of them. Some of them leave. Yeah, we've, we've had a few that. Uh, that dude that lives at Smith Mountain Lake. I don't know about that. Bad Boy Tactical Incorporated. <laughs> Anyway, uh, 
He had a nice rifle. He did. Of course he did, because he's on the Fat Boy salary. Yeah. He's, he's uh, sucking the government teeth. He just charged it to that, that government credit card that says you can't refuse it under penalty of law. Right. And they got those things. All right, we're a little long. Um, so, yeah, we're going to close then, right? Let's close. We're going to close with a song by a group called Freedom Call. And this is called Metal Is For Everyone. Because it is. It's pretty cute. Metal is for 